Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast today. Uh, we're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel. We're in the eighth chapter, and we're going to wrap up the eighth chapter today. We've got a couple more verses to look at the end, but I just want us to uh, just to think through the last part of this to understand what's going on. Uh, Daniel had had another vision. You'll remember that it was a vision of a ram. It was a vision of a goat, and uh, he's receiving the interpretation of it. And as he's receiving the interpretation, it's interesting to watch how the pronouns change and watch how what Gabriel is telling him, a voice that told Gabriel, give him understanding about this, okay? So Daniel's gaining understanding about it. But I find it interesting what we're about to see in the last verse, that he says that there's none to explain it. (laughs) So the angel was giving him understanding, was actually pointing him towards some things. But Daniel says there's really nobody to explain what all this means and what you know when this is going to take place. And so, uh, actually, when you get to the end of the book of Daniel, in the 12th cha- chapter, uh, Daniel states something along those lines. That, well, you know, here I am at the end of my life, and I don't know what some of these things mean. God, God what does all this mean? And God says, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to rest with your forefathers, which means you're going to die. But in the last days, you will rise again. And so even Daniel didn't have complete understanding of what all these things that he saw meant. So let's pick it up again in Daniel chapter 8, verse 20. Uh, of the interpretation. The ram which you saw with the two horns represents the kings of Media and Persia. So uh, the animals are actually like the kingdom. How do I know that? Because what I said next, verse 21, the shaggy goat represents the kingdom of Greece. So the ram is the kingdom of Media and Persia. The two horns represent the kings of Media and Persia. The shaggy goat represents the king of Greece. And the large horn that was between the eyes of that shaggy goat is the first king. Well, the first king of Greece was uh, Alexander the Great. And at the time Daniel received this vision, Greece was not a kingdom. It was just a collection of city-states, and very, very loosely, you know, it wasn't a kingdom under one person. So Daniel is learning that sometime in the future that that whole thing over there is going to be a kingdom, okay, where Greece is today. Verse 22, The broken horn and the four horns that arose in its place represent four kingdoms which will arise from his nation. And it's talking about the first king from his nation, although not with his power. So in all likelihood, this is speaking of what's going to happen in the future, and the guy will be Alexander the Great. We believe that's what the interpretation is. Alexander the Great uh, conquered the known world is the way that it's expressed and lived a very, very quick life. He died when he was, I think, 32, 33, right around there. When he died, four of his generals competed against each other for his kingdom. And really, over the next 20 years, this took place. And it wound up being divided into four different parts. Two parts are important uh, for uh, what you see within the Scripture, the Ptolemies and the Seleucids. And so uh, these four parts had power, but not like the power he had. Then verse 23 says, in the latter period of their rule, in the latter period of these four kingdoms ruling, when the transgressors have run their course, there's going to be some form of transgression to a point. 
a king will arise. And we've seen in the last two episodes about this king that he's insolent. He's skilled in intrigue. His power will be mightier, but not by his own power. I think that's important. He's empowered, but not by his own power. And he will destroy to an extraordinary degree and will prosper and perform his will. He will destroy mighty men and the holy people. So you see him coming against the Jewish people, against mighty men. Now, uh, most interpreters come along and believe that this was fulfilled with uh, through Antiochus Epiphanes the fourth. Okay, Antiochus the fourth uh, Epiphanes. He named himself that, which means God incarnate. Okay, you know, a bashful guy, right? And you know what? Uh, what he did and what he did to the Jewish people and the various things. Uh, this right here could it could be the fulfillment of this. It also could be a near fulfillment of it with a greater fulfillment later on. I'm more inclined toward that line, okay? That Antiochus Epiphanes, what he did, and if you've ever heard of the Maccabean Revolt and in the Apocrypha, some Jewish writings, there's actually four books of the Maccabees, first, second, third, fourth book of the Maccabees that give the historical account of what happened when uh, a certain priest and his family just rose up and said, thus far and no more, we're not going to put up with this. We're not going to do this. And they defeated Antiochus uh, Epiphanes. But he did do some horrific things, things that are described right here. But I think Antiochus Epiphanes is just a foreshadowing and the type of the man of lawlessness that's to come later. And so what you're seeing here is that, yeah, in the latter period of the rule of these four, that Antiochus Epiphanes did some things. But also, that latter period could speak to a time later on because the same people groups will be involved in the things that we see in the last days of the last days. I know that sounds convoluted, but anyway, we'll press on. Uh, and verse 25, through his shrewdness, he will cause deceit to succeed by his influence, and he will magnify himself in his heart, and he will destroy many while they are at ease. That's really interesting. <clears throat> he will even oppose the prince of princes, and that has a capital P, the idea being he's going to oppose God himself. But he will be broken without human agency. And you see that two or three times, at least that I'm thinking of in Scripture, uh, when it speaks of kings and things, that they die, and it wasn't at the hand of the humans, they die with that human agency. Something else kills them. Sickness kills them. Disease kills them. Uh, sometimes it's maybe even something supernatural in the way that we would describe it. Now the last two verses. We've seen that there would be a time period involved with this. Now here's the interpretation of it. The vision of the evenings and mornings which has been told is true, but keep the vision secret for it pertains to many days in the future. And if you remember earlier when he had the vision, uh, one of the Holy ones said to another Holy one, Hey, how long is this going to last? And the Holy one answered for 2,300 evenings and mornings. Then the Holy place will be properly restored. Okay. The Holy place and the things that Antiochus Epiphanes did, he desecrated the temple. And uh, we seem to think that that's probably uh, at least a near fulfillment of it, you know, even the 2,300 days thing. But I think there may be even more, folks, because he says here it pertains to many days in the future. Okay, that's true. From Daniel's perspective, it was many days in the future. Last verse. Then I, Daniel, was exhausted and sick for days. Then I got up again and carried on the king's business. But I was astounded at the vision. 
and there was none to explain it. So here he is. Uh, this took a physical toll on Daniel, and he was exhausted, and he was sick. He was worn out for many days, but then he gets up, and he presses on in the king's business, and Daniel is such a great example because Daniel lived the bulk of his life under pagan governments and wound up as second and third in charge in these pagan governments. He was faithful to the business of the king. He did what was right without compromising his faith in the king of all kings. He was astounded by this vision. He had seen the vision. An angel had come and given him understanding of the vision. And yet, he says, there's none to explain it. He still could not explain everything that was going on, or even some of what was going on. He knew what he'd seen. He was astounded by it. He knew the understanding he'd received. He also knew he couldn't explain it, and there was nobody else who could explain it. Uh, at the end of Daniel, the 12th chapter, God tells Daniel to seal up the books, but in the last days that there would be understanding. I think we are in the last days and that we have understanding that even Daniel didn't have because of what we have with the totality of the Word of God and being on this side of Calvary. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. We'll continue in the next episode. Goodbye.